come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And we have just gotten home from our week-long cruise, no, not cruise, vacation in beautiful Key Largo, Florida. Like two hours ago. Yeah. We like- actually, we got home, we put some laundry in, we unpacked, that's weird for us, and uh, we, we rinsed our scuba gear off really good because we didn't really get to do that. At the uh, vacation spot, we um, yeah we went to the store and bought some food for tonight. We've and, been very uh, productive. Yes, we have. And we even watched an episode of our show. QI, yeah. Yeah. Anybody know what QI is? Let us know. Send us an email if you are familiar with the show QI and, of course, hosted by... Stephen, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Were you pausing I, so I could say it? I was. And, oh. <laughs> and the remarkable Alan Davies. Who is also in Jonathan Creek. Yes. So most people probably won't know any of those shows. But if you do, then you probably have more in common with us than the average bear. Shark. Shark. There you go. Bear shark. Let's call it bear shark. Bear shark. That's like a naked shark. Bear shark. That shark is bear. Uh Put some clothes on. That's not that kind of a... Anyway. So we are enjoying some uh, libations that we purchased. Actually, Kimber purchased... Down in the Keys, which is a, a rum called Papa's Pillar. It's from Key West. And it is, uh, the name is an acknowledgement of the one of the fishing boats used by Ernest Hemingway. And we just kind of bought it randomly. Well, we saw it at, a, at Sharky's and uh, they had that as one of the rums mixed into one of their drinks. And then we were like, well, let's look for that. And uh, it's a sherry cask rum, the one that we got. And we bought it thinking, it's probably a decent rum. We're in the Keys. We want some Keys rum. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. This rum is amazing. the best rum I've ever had. And I'm not not huge on rum. But it's good rum. I like rum. And I will tell you, there's my, hear my ice rattling. This is some good rum, people. This is like. Oh, this is, you could drink it straight or I've got mine mixed with a little Coke Zero. That's how I've got mine mixed too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know because I mixed it. Anyway, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just kind of go through the week day by day and tell you all about it. Uh, of course, we filmed a lot of footage, lots of underwater footage. Guys, if you like our underwater footage, you are going to be really happy with this because we did seven dives. We did four snorkeling adventures and uh, we actually didn't get to film one of the dives, but we'll talk about that uh, when the time comes up. But it's a, we got a lot of underwater footage. We were both filming. We saw a lot of amazing creatures. And uh, yeah, so those vlogs are going to be coming out hopefully soon. And that will be, of course, on our YouTube channel. If you're not familiar, that is called Fantastic Studios. Go over and subscribe if you haven't already and get ready for some fun videos. We've kind of neglected that channel a little bit. We're going to have some content to fill it up now. 
So that'll be good. Also, if you're not already a member of the Fantastic Cruising community over on Facebook, go over there and uh, answer a couple questions. We'll let you in so you can hang out with all the cool people that we have over in the cruising community. And if you uh, if you enjoy this podcast, a great way to help us out would be to go over to iTunes if you happen to use iTunes and leave us a review, a written review with as many stars as you think this podcast deserves. That's Five. super helpful. <laughs> It's super helpful, and uh, we appreciate it. Anyway, um, let's get started. Let's actually, before we get into our week, speaking of all the wonderful people in the Fantastic Cruising community, and one of our patrons, that's another way to support us, which we picked up a new patron this week. We did. At the highest level, which means that um, i got to start making more artwork, because you get if you join at the highest level, you get a signed print of art from me every month along with a postcard which since we still have a limited number of patrons is also artwork from me so you're getting double artwork out there except next month because well that's true when we go on vacations you get actual postcards from where we go uh, but when I, when we're not going on vacations then you get you get hand colored hand drawn um artwork yes on a postcard and then the printed one will be a little bigger Anyway, thank you to all our patrons, and one of those patrons is Jennifer DeHart, who sent us a couple of emails this week, and I don't know if she intended these for the podcast, but I just wanted to mention them. The first one uh, was about, was it her daughter that did a, a project? I think so. I can I can bring up the email here, but let's see here. It was... Oh, I do I do want to point out, she started this email, hello, Kimbra and Matt, Matt and Kimbra. <laughs> In reference to last week. Yeah, yeah. where we were talking about Andrew Mallory and Andrew. Mallory, Mallory and Andrew. <laughs> um, Maldu, my oldest Maldu. son's girlfriend, is what she said, was working on a college. Oldest so, son's girlfriend. So it was a girl. But just, Anyway. Yeah. And it was on what? The um, orange spotted file fish. First of all, how cool is that? That is not your common everyday reef fish. So I don't know what caused her to choose that fish, but that's a cool fish. That's a cool paper to do some research on. Yeah. So so they did some research. They did their paper and um, talking about the environment they live in and, and things that are threatening that environment and stuff, which is super cool. Not that things are threatening it, but that they're, you know, learning about it, making people aware of it. And she asked if we saw any of these orange spotted, fi- spotted file fish in our adventures. And the answer is yes. Yes, we saw them in Grand Cayman. I've seen them. Oh, we saw them in Cozumel. Oh, that's right. We saw them in Cozumel. I've seen them in other places too, but we saw them in Cozumel together. We saw one or well, two. Well, no, we saw them in Grand Cayman too when we were snorkeling before the dive. We did. Yeah. And we saw them on this trip as well. But the thing about the orange spotted filefish is they're a fish that we always get excited about when we see them because there's certain fish that we love. But we see them all the time, like Sergeant Majors and Blue Stripe Grunts. You know, you're going to see them, even the different angelfish you get to see fairly often, although we saw a lot of queen angels on this trip that were really pretty. But the orange-spotted filefish is one of those fish that when one of us sees it, we get the other one's attention to make sure they see it because you just don't see them as often. It's such a unique-looking fish. It is. It's very, very cool. So she sent that email, and uh, and then she also sent another one. Asking us if we knew any activities to do in, what is it, Panama? Panama City Beach. And uh, we don't because I've that's the one section, the Panhandle is the one area of Florida that I have pretty much no familiarity with. I, I know at least a little bit about every other part of the state 
except for that one. And uh, so we thought we would mention on the podcast, if any of you guys know anything about that area, uh, go on to the Fantastic Cruising community and post about that area so that she can see it and it'll give her some ideas. So, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say about that. All right, let's get started with our adventure. Our adventure started last Sunday, so a week from when this podcast is coming out. So when the last episode came out. Yes, we were on our way. Yep. And we were very nervous because Hurricane, well, at that time, Tropical Storm Laura, looked like it was going to just come right up the nose of Key Largo, like right down the center. So we were... We were calling the dive shop on Saturday saying, hey, should we still come down, yada, yada. And their answers were all very wishy-washy because they can't tell the future. So we finally decided that it looked like it was shifting downward. We, f- we decided, look, we're just going to go. And worst case scenario, we batten down the hatches for a few days. And then, you know, hopefully we'll have some good weather at the end of the week. So that's what we did. So Sunday, we got in the car early in the morning and we drove. Yep. And did we make any stops on the way down? We did. We stopped. Well, we got gas. But (laughs) we took the Tamiami Trail or Tamiami if you're Tony Dials. Tamiami. Which I actually prefer. My mom's name is Tammy. And you don't know anybody in Miami though, do you? No, but Tamiami sounds funny. Like I call for Reno. I call my mom Nanny Tammy, which is kind of like Tamiami. Do you call you don't call your mom Tammy though, do you? I don't typically call her Tammy unless we're in a store and there's like other people around. I don't say mom because then everybody turns around and they're like, Yes. It's like, oh. no, I, I want Tammy. I never say Sandy when I'm talking to my mom. Oh. That'd be weird for me. She doesn't like when I do it, but I do it. Well maybe we should give her a new nickname. It should be Tammy Yammy. Tammy Yammy? She would love that. I think she would. <laughs> All right, mom, your name's Tammy Yammy now. Hey Tammy Yammy. So, Anyways. Yeah. So we, we took the Tamiami Trail, and there's a couple different, like, little boardwalk kind of spots that you can stop, and we stopped at the Oasis Visitor Center, and... It's it's right at the end of, of Big Cypress National Park before you get into the actual Everglades, so it's kind of halfway across or so. And, by the way, Tamiami Trail is Highway 41, which goes from Tampa to Miami. That's where it gets the name. Most people go a little bit north on 75, and they cross the state, and that's called Alligator Alley. Now, if you've known me for a while, I used to call Tam Miami Old Alligator Alley just because I usually see a lot more alligators on the Tam Miami going across. But uh, but that's what it is. So we stopped at the Oasis, and we did see one alligator. Two. Two alligators. But what was even cooler, and, and you'll see this in the vlog, is um, Kimbra was like the lizard whisperer. And we found this little five-line skink, little baby, probably a little male. Maybe Bright blue and orange, really yeah. pretty lizard. Bright blue tail. And uh, some people call them blue-tailed skinks, but that's not a thing that actually exists. There's several skinks that have blue tails as juveniles, and then usually the males keep them. This one is a five-line skink. And this, usually they're really super skittish. This one was not. And so I was like, wow, this skink isn't skittish. And then it looked like it kept coming at us. So Kimber put her hand on the railing of the boardwalk and sure enough, the skink like climbed on her and then like proceeded to go up her back on her shoulder and kind of hung out in her hair for a bit. And then 
it came on to me after a while. It was it was like the friendliest skink I've ever it met in my life. It was awesome. It was very We cool. didn't give him a name, though. No, we didn't. You want to name him? Sure, you can name him. Right now. Give him a name. Uh, Tammy? No, it's probably a It's male. a he. Oh. Uh, I, I decided. Tommy? I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you think? Louie. Louie the skink. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's Louie the skink. Okay, Louie the skink. So, yeah, so we we, uh, we recommend going to this place. Unfortunately, they have a nice little gift shop area that was closed due to COVID. But um, but still, you can stop and go on this little boardwalk. You're almost guaranteed to see alligators there as well as some birds. And maybe you'll see Louie there. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So then we proceeded on to, uh, to Key Largo, which, by the way, is about five hours from our abode to Key Largo. So we, we had to drop the dog off first, but it's still, ironically, um, I don't know if ironic, if this is a really irony, but uh, interestingly, we take the dog closer to Tampa. It's about a 25, 30 minute drive. And then it's kind of north uh, west of where we are. But it was the same time distance to get from the dog drop off to Key Largo as it was from our apartment to Key Largo. Which doesn't make much sense because it's we about, actually drive past our home. It's all about highways. Yeah, so, but we drive past. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's the, the physics of, of um, magic. Google Maps. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got into what we so we went through like homestead and stuff and um, and then we got into Key Largo about what, one o'clock? Uh, I think it was closer to two. Was it closer to yeah. two? Okay. Because we stopped. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So that's true. close to two-ish. We checked out our hotel, which was, um, we say it's, it's it's budget. I mean, we paid like $114 a night, which is a really good deal. It's on the water. It's literally next door to, well, it's one, there's one restaurant bar in between us and the dive but boats. But it's connected. It's connected. So, and you can walk along the marina. It's called the Marina Del Mar. And uh, basically, this was probably a really fancy resort in the late 70s, early 80s, and it just hasn't really been updated. So the the closet doors were kind of falling off. Um, We had an embarrassing moment when I had to call maintenance for a a plunger thing. Um, What else? The, The refrigerators in the bathroom it's it's kind of weird it's, it's not high quality but, no, but it it did the job yeah i mean it had a bed it had it wasn't it wasn't gross and dirty it was, no. it was just it was old co- it was nice and cold like the air conditioning yeah. worked really well uh, i had a tv you know it, it had everything you wanted it just wasn't it just wasn't fancy yeah. but for the price we paid i thought it was a great deal and honestly like we were not in the room a lot so no. we Really didn't care, other than the toilet thing. That was a little bit unnerving. But other than that, um, we really didn't care. So so that was great. The only problem is we got down there, and even though the tropical storm hadn't gotten to us yet, we were already seeing, like, 20-plus-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. Especially on the—we were on the fifth floor. It said fourth, but we were really on the fifth floor— and uh, it was kicking. Like, w- at one point, I walked out of the room, my hat blew off my head and over the banister. And luckily, I was able to recover it. But He ran. Um, no, I he did. didn't run. I kind of ran. Did I, you run? A little bit. I mean, it was stairs, so I, I, you know. Oh, you took the stairs, not the elevator? Yeah, because oh, I that's thought funny. that'd be faster. <laughs> 
I, I looked over the edge and watched the hat to make sure it didn't blow away. <laughs> so I don't know what he did. So basically, um, we went to Sharky's, which is the little bar restaurant right next to it that night, had some good food and a couple of, well, my drink kind of stunk because it, it wasn't very good, but your drink was good. My drink was good. I had yeah. a margarita. Yeah. I, I don't remember even, I had some weird coffee thing. It would have been okay, but they didn't have the right glass and it was like warm. So it was a little weird, but it was fine. It was, it was all I needed. And, um... And then we went to bed, we, right? You going to talk about your wings? My wings? The wings that you got at Sharky's? Oh, I, th- I actually thought you were talking about wings, like I had grown wings or something. <laughs> no, you got wings that you really liked. The wings were great, yes. Yeah, so my drink was meh, but uh, Kimber's drink was good. What did you get to eat that night? Um, little sliders. And you thought they were okay, right? They were. I mean, for for burgers fun. and me, not really. So, so that's what's funny is I'm usually the chicken person, and he's the burger person, and I got burgers and he got chicken. Right. So they were they were good for burgers. I'm not really a burger person, but for some reason that's what I wanted. What she actually said to me was they were a little too burgery for me. So for most of us that actually like burgers, they probably were amazing, but they're the wings I got were um they were like supposed to be a buffalo with a thai chili mix and they were then thrown on the grill and then i think they must have reglazed them they were awesome they were really really good like i was very happy with the wings so if you go to sharky's they got great wings they probably have good burgers uh, just make sure if you order a drink, you get one that they have the glasses for. <laughs> so, but it was fine, really. I, I, I wasn't. I'm not really complaining about it. It was. It was good experience. So then we went back to the hotel. Yep. And we were watching. We were watching that storm. You know, every three hours, Noah comes out with a new update, and we weren't watching the news because all you're going to get is garbage from when it comes to weather. But we were watching those updates like a hawk and it just kept bouncing a little further south a little further south now let me just say right now um as you're going to hear us talk about how happy we were that laura missed us that uh that doesn't mean that that we don't feel terrible for the people that got hit with laura hit them a lot harder than would have hit us up in texas and louisiana and uh hearts go out to them let me just say that up front because we're not cold and heartless people but we didn't want it to hit us. So it could have hit both of us, right? It didn't hit us. It kept going further south. So Monday, we get up, and we weren't scheduled to dive Monday, but we were going to – I don't know what we were going to do originally. Our, our plan was to hit up some dive shops, but we right. actually – we did a lot of that on Sunday because we, we got in so early. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still did that on Monday. We went to some dive shops. We, I think we um, went to dive shops every day. We, we did. <laughs> Except Friday. Mm. Nope, we did. We mm. went to Rainbow Reef. Every, um, day. every, every We day. went to a dive shop every day. We didn't this morning. No. No, That's we didn't. the only day. Um, so, yeah, Monday we hit up some dive shops. Did we, is that the, the day we drove down to Isla Mirada? Yes. So, and so we went to the museum. That's right. We went to the History of Diving Museum. Per recommendations from uh, Mount Andrew. Andrew Mallory, no. <laughs> and, and also, I I had ne- learned about that from, I, I'd seen the place, I'd passed the place, but I was never with people that cared to go there. And then I did a homeschool class about the history of diving, so I had looked into it a little bit. But I was really suspicious of it, and then really Andrew kind of sold it to me. 
But then we went there. It was super cool. It was amazing. Highly recommend if, if you like. If you're interested in, in diving at all. Or even history. Yeah. Like it yeah. was just like, I don't like history. I like diving. She but, keeps saying that because she doesn't understand that history is <laughs> not jumping from one world war to the next. But it it was cool. There were like all the different helmets and things. There was, what was it, the helmets from around the world? Yeah. That was, and it was like a little presentation. You hit a button, sat down, and like the lights went down, and then like each one of them kind of lit up, and there was explanation of each. It was cool. Yeah, you'll see that in the vlog, because we, we were allowed to uh, vlog in there a little bit, so we didn't like film everything, because, you know, that wouldn't be fair, But uh, and you'd get bored if we just did that. But we filmed some, so you can kind of get a taste of it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of history of, um, it, I mean, it starts with like the old diving methods, like going back thousands of years, literally. But then a lot of it's focused on, I would say, 19th and early 20th century helmet diving, and then it gets into a little bit of the mid 20th century. Some of the some of the different diving suits that I've seen in books throughout my whole life, and you see them in person. Super cool. Really cool. And the lady that worked there, uh, in the there was a, a little gift shop. Super nice lady. Just really friendly. And it was great. It was a great experience. I think we spent about an hour there. Mm-hmm. And right. I would say most people would spend probably about 45 minutes to an hour there. Uh, honestly, we could have probably spent more time there. We didn't read every sign. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't read all the signs. I think we, we were so anxious to do other things that we kind of rushed through it a little bit. But I think we got the gist of it. It's still worth it. Yeah, it was it was definitely cool. It was cool. awesome. So we did that. And then um, and then what did we do? After that, we, we kept we, going to... Yep, we went down a little bit further to the Florida Keys Brewing company that's right now listen if you saw our live if you hear us in the vlogs there's a good chance we're going to mispronounce isla morada yeah right? isla morada you're going to hear me say isla madora isla madora isla morada we couldn't I, get it right for I, anything no not to save our lives and the more it we took, tried it the took worse us a week was. to figure it out even when i say it now i have to pause for a second to make sure i get it right isla morada is basically um one of the keys that's further west so it's not to Key West, but yeah, we went there. We went to the brewery. We had some beer, a little bit of beer. Yeah. Um, we ordered a stout and a brown, and she ended up liking the brown. So did I, but I drank the stout because she didn't like the stout that much. It was good. It was a good experience. Really cute little bar. Brightly colored. Very Caribbean-themed outdoor area. Beautiful. We got there kind of early, I guess. We were the only ones there, pretty much. I think it was 11.30. Like, it was before noon. Yeah. By the time we left, the place was filling up. Yeah, it was It was getting crowded. Now, I will say this, though. Florida Keys are not messing around when it comes to safety with coronavirus. Like, they're super strict about masks, and people seem to adhere to that like i didn't see people like you know wearing their mask wrong and not wearing their mask and i didn't see people having to be told you know people just follow the rules and and it was no big deal so it worked really well like all, all the restaurants and stuff they had everything kind of kind of spread out and if you went in so i feel like they did a really good job with that um but it was cool so we went there and then was that the day that we went to the giant lobster place yep on our way back, we stopped at the Giant Lobster Place, which is called Barrel Something. Yeah, it's a, it's a group of little shops have like kind of 
you know, cute Florida souvenir stuff. And as we were leaving, um, we went in, we saw this thing that said sugarcane juice. And they had a lot of alcoholic drinks. We didn't want that because we had a beer and we were driving. It was early. We didn't want to drink a lot. But um, but the sugarcane juice, she's like, I can make you sugarcane juice. And I thought, okay. So she takes this piece of sugarcane, which looks like a big, thick palm Like trunk. a bamboo yeah. kind of like stick. And sticks it into this grinder. Juicer. Juicer. It's a grinds. The, I don't know. Anyway, she gets this green juice in this cup. Now, she also poured some out of the refrigerator. So they had already juiced some from earlier. But It was all for you know, show, but it was it worth was. it. It was cool. And uh, and we, we got this juice thinking, all right, we'll try it. Oh, this this stuff was great. Like sugarcane juice is amazing. It was so good that we tried to go back. We did go back, but they were out of sugarcane juice yeah. like a couple days they later. They said that they'd be out for a couple days. We were going to go back this morning. We almost did, but it, w- it would have been like, I don't know, another... There and back again. It was about 20 minutes, probably 15, 20 minutes. Each way. Yeah. Yeah. So we we decided not to. Plus, we didn't know if they'd have it. Anyway, it was really good. And then um, and then what did we do? Um, then we came back. And is, is that when we went to... Um, I think that's when we went to Penny Camp. Yes. We went to Penny Camp. So let me take a drink here. Yeah. So we went to John Penny Camp. And our plan was just to kind of check it out and get an idea of what we were going to do. Um, we decided to jump in the water, see how it was going. And it was cool. So John Pennycamp Park is a giant marine refuge. If you've ever seen the Christ of the Abyss statue, that's part of it. There's a lot of coral reefs. It's all protected marine refuge. But they have like a, a land area that's where their boats go out for normally for diving. Right now, they're not doing any dives, snorkeling, uh, glass bottom boats, and they've got camping there. They've also got we've got like kayak yeah, rentals yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, there's not a whole lot there. It's not a huge area, but they do have three beaches. They're little bitty beaches. They're you know Florida Keys beaches, so they're not like a regular beach. But one of them is called Cannon Beach because they've got some cannons. Uh, I think they're replicas of of a like a Spanish pirate ship or something. It it took three visits for me to realize that it was called Cannon Beach because of the cannons on the beach. There's also cannons in the water. There are. So I've been to this beach twice before. Once when I was about 16 and it was really cool and I saw a bunch of cool stuff there. And then once probably about 10, 12 years ago or maybe more and it, it was murky and you couldn't see anything. This time we get there, I'm like, it looks kind of murky. I don't know. There may be about a foot visibility, right? So I'm not super excited, but we already paid our money. So we're going to get in the water. So we get in the water. And once you got out past the first maybe 10, 15 yards of beach, the water clears up. So it was it was a little bit well, murky. Well, sort of. Yeah. Let's Let's back up a little bit. When we first went out there... We went like all the way out to like where the swimming area ends and it was all murky. We could see nothing. Well, when we got to the cannons, you could see them from the surface and they're probably in about six feet of water. But that's about at the all time. you could see. Yeah. You could barely see them. There weren't a lot of fish there. A couple snappers. And we we're like, oh, Those little blue runners. Yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. They were cute. Um, and then we're, we see some rocks over to the, to the side, right at the, the back side of the swim area so we're like well let's go check those out it's probably going to be garbage well it turns out 
that as you go towards those rocks, you see nothing. It looks like it's terrible visibility because you're going over a canyon that, depending on the tide, right there drops about probably 25 feet down. And then it slopes back up when you get to the other side of the canyon, and then it's like grass beds. So we get over there, and the visibility is great. It was it's, awesome. It was green water, which you'll see in the video. It's green water because it's literally a lagoon, so it's all mangroves and seagrass beds. But we saw a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, swimming around these big rocks, and it was loaded with fish. Um, lots of cool stuff. Swimming next to the mangroves, really cool. You know, you can kind of see in there, and there's like parrotfish in there, and there's grunts in there, and snapper. And uh, and then we saw a couple sergeant majors, schoolmasters, schoolmasters. Yeah, lots of schoolmasters. And then we found the one of the biggest finds of this whole trip. One of the highlights. Yes, one of the main highlights was on this snorkeling thing, and that was a big. Well, actually, for this species, it was kind of a medium size, but it's a big animal, green moray eel. Yeah, it was super cool. It was awesome. So you got to watch the video to see it. But let me just give you a little teaser. It basically came up and kissed the camera. Yeah. This was not a shy animal. <laughs> no, it was it was a very curious animal. Yes, super cool. So um, we're supposed to dive the next day. I, I don't think we did. We do anything exciting that um, night. I don't remember. I don't. I don't think so. We had. Is that when we had I pizza? Think- we might have pizza that night. Tower pizza. That sounds right. Yeah. It was good. It's a good pizza place. We stopped at Publix at some point in time that day, I think. We did, yeah. Got some snacks. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think we did Tower of Pizza. Sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. We haven't edited the vlogs, so we probably know. Anyway, the, then the next day we were supposed to dive. But of course, we had checked in with, with Rainbow Reef. That's who we were diving through. And they were like, look, your morning dive is probably not going to happen. Um we're supposed to do a morning dive and a night dive on Wednesday. So Tuesday. Sh- Tuesday, sorry. So sure enough, they called us Monday afternoon. And they were like, you know, your morning dive is canceled for Tuesday. Um, so we said, okay. I said, what about the night dive? I said, well, we don't know yet about the night dive. It's supposed to clear up. At this point, the storm is looking more and more like it's going south, but it's still really windy, right? So Tuesday morning, we get up. It's still pretty windy. Um, we're like, well... Let's go over to the dive shop. We don't want our first dive to be a night dive, which I think was a really smart decision on our part. Yeah. And it turns out they were going to cancel it anyway, even if we didn't, not because of weather, maybe because of weather, but not necessarily because of weather, but because there were just was o- there were only two other people scheduled to go on it. Yeah. They and said they wouldn't enough. go out with four people. Right. So, um, so we rescheduled our Tuesday dive to Friday afternoon. We rescheduled our night dive to Thursday evening. They only did night dives certain days. So so what do we do Tuesday? We went back to Penny Camp. Yep. We got up and headed to Is Did we do anything before? Oh, we went to breakfast. Is that the day we went to Doc's? Or, or is that um, when we went to Mrs. Max? I think we went to Doc's. We went to Doc's because I think the f- Monday we went down. They had a little continental yeah, deal at the hotel. At the hotel. Yeah. So yeah, Tuesday we went to Doc's Diner for breakfast. Got some biscuits and gravy. Great spot. And if you're in Key Largo, um, Doc's got really good prices. It's where the locals go. It says it right was it a local's place? What is it? Something like that. Yeah. Um, So um, we went back to Penny Camp. The tide was out. 
So the water wasn't as as clear because it was so shallow around the rocks. Like you couldn't even get through. So where it was probably three, four feet, it was like one or two feet. My belly was scrubbing the bottom. Yeah. I couldn't even swim over there. But we still saw some neat stuff. Well, um, that's what we went back over to like the cannons. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, that's right. And the cannons were a little better. Yeah, you could see around the cannons. All the fish were over there. Yeah. So they moved. So they were around the rocks and then they were around the cannons. So I guess they liked that depth. And I kind of started to really explore the deeper canyon, which there wasn't a lot down there except for some, there were a lot of spiny lobsters down there. Not a lot of fish. And then we started seeing baby jellies, baby jellyfish, little upside down jellyfish. Oh, they were little like, like what, the size of a dime probably? Oh, I'd say like an M&M. Yeah, they were, they were cute little things. And not a peanut m M&M. and I'm talking like a classic M&M. That's all. Not the wrapper, but the... <laughs> anyway, they were adorable. <laughs> they were really cute. But it wasn't as good as the day before, but it was still good. Like, I'm glad yeah. we went. We saw a lot of barracuda as well over there. A little baby cool. barracuda. Yes, very cute. A lot of baby fish. Basically, this is where the baby fish are. Is yeah, what, is, those is little is baby sergeant majors. Yeah, they were adorable. Yes, they were also about the size of an M&M. Yeah, Super a little cute. bitty. So watch the videos, folks. Watch the videos. Fantastic Studios on YouTube. Now, uh, we went there, then we left... We went and we went to Kmart. Yes, you heard that right. Kmart, because there's still one in Key Largo. <laughs> Weird, right? I was like, did we go through a time machine? I thought Kmarts were gone. I thought they went out of business like three times now. I don't know. But there was a Kmart in Key Largo. And it looks like it's about to go out of business, but it's there. <laughs> and you got some beach shoes because you were getting all kinds of blisters and stuff. Yeah, my feet. feet got tore up this trip, but that's okay. I got some cheap water shoes and it did the trick. Got her through. Yeah. And then we ate at, what was the name of that um, Cuban place? Do you Fernandez remember? the Bull. Fernando's the Bull. And so we had some Cuban sandwiches. Look, you got to have Cuban food if you're in the Keys because, come on. It was good. That's as close as we can get to Cuba now. So... Yeah, it was really good. The food is good. Service was great. Prices were fair. I mean, it was it was a good experience. It's in a little shopping plaza with the Publix and the Kmart. What was the the cola we got? What was it? Oh yeah, that was um, um was it a Havana cola? Yeah, Havana cola. It was like lime yeah, Coke infused with lime. It was good. And it's made with like cane sugar, so it's got better flavor. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, good definitely. stuff. Then we went back to Penny Camp. Snorkeled some more? Yep, we snorkeled for a while more and kind of saw mostly the same kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I did see the butt of a stingray, and uh, but I think that was like the highlight. I don't think we saw anything else. No, but it amazing. was, but I mean, it was, it was a good, good. good snorkel trip. Yeah. And um, and then what did we do after that? We just went, um, went back to the hotel? We headed or? back. We went swimming something. at some point. That might have been. Yeah, for, but. but we wanted to get back because of what? Because we left at like 4.30 because we wanted to get back and change and do something. Oh, did, is that the night that we went to um, Robbie's? No. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I think it is because we left right. so we could go Yes. Home. So Robbie's is this place in Isla Mirada, and uh, and basically it's famous for you go out on this little dock and you can feed these tarpon, these huge tarpon. You basically lay down on the dock, hold a fish 
right over the water and these huge like five six foot tarp and jump up and and take it out of your hand so we went to robbie's it's also a, a little restaurant and stuff and uh, we get there and they're like the tarpon are they're not here because it was still choppy water okay so it's further down so it's closer to where the storm was and uh and the tarpon weren't having it they weren't there they were they were gone so they they didn't charge us normally they charge you got on the dock and then they charge you for a bucket of fish whatever they didn't charge us so we just we went out there there was nothing to see so we ate there the food was good we got blackened chicken sandwich it was it was good it wasn't it was different than other blackened chicken mm-hmm. sandwiches i've had but it wasn't it was good. bad it was good um, the only problem there was the flies were crazy. Yeah, there were no flies, and then our food got there, and then there were flies. It was out it was of nuts. control. I don't know though if that's because um, there was hardly anybody else at the restaurant. I think there was maybe two, three other tables yeah. tops that, with people. So you think w- if there were more people, the flies would be by their food instead? I mean, there, there's only so many flies to go around. <laughs> but uh, beautiful view. I mean, gorgeous view. Yeah, it was great. Right on Florida Bay. I mean, absolutely wonderful. We were there right around sunset. Of course, you don't see sunset where we were at, but it was still just absolutely beautiful. But we didn't get to see the the tarpon, so no big deal. Um, We went back, went to bed. Then Is, Is that the night we got the ice cream? I think it was. The nitrogen ice cream? Yeah, there's a right by our hotel... What was that one was named Sparkies. after a dog? Yeah. yeah. And nitrogen ice cream, which we filmed that too a little bit, which is really weird. Um, they use nitrogen to freeze your ice cream. It's they mix it up in a bowl. It's liquid. Yeah. Mix your fixins in. Pardon me. And then they, um, it's like gas, nitrogen gas comes out. And uh, basically, I guess it's like liquid nitrogen. I don't know. It's It's super cold. The, the girl said that if she isn't careful, she'll burn her hands on it, like dry ice kind of thing. Um, it was weird. I I really liked the first few bites of mine, and then I didn't like it very much. Um, it was a weird texture. I got amaretto, and it, the amaretto had a weird, like, chemically taste. It was basically like a coffee syrup. So I think the flavor I had kind of I didn't like. But mine was good. Yeah, yours was really good. You I could, got Nutella. Yeah. With... I, with what cookie dough and brownies so yeah. it was chocolatey which yeah, is what I, I like i liked hers better than mine but uh i would try it again for sure i would just get i would just not do something with the with the coffee flavors because i think that just kind of or or i would mix it with something else maybe just a little bit of the amaretto i think would have been all right but it was it was all right so then we went back went to bed and um you know at this point the storm is really past us and we're feeling good for us. Um, and then Wednesday is our first dive, right? Yeah. Wednesday morning, we went diving. And let's see. We got on the boat. We headed out to Hole in the Wall. Uh-huh. And then we went to, let me bring up my dive log here so I can, that's a good way to. Wait, you talking about the other dive spot? Yeah. It's Sandy Bottom. That's right. So, Hole in the wall. We get in the water. Hole in the wall is basically it's a it's coral ledges, sand kind of channels going through it, and then there's one spot where you can swim through like a coral. It's not really a cave. It's it's more uh, like a, a hole in a wall yeah. of coral. So, so this dive was interesting. The current 
was ripping on this dive. And I felt like I was on a treadmill. I was like burning through my air in the beginning of the dive. I'm like, this is no fun. I don't, I don't like this. I'm going to go through my air and everybody's going to have to go up. Once we got through that first little part, it was all good. Uh, it calmed down and we started to enjoy the dive. And then what the did highlight, we, what did we see? The highlight of our trip, we had a Caribbean, Caribbean reef shark swims right by. Like right by. Yeah, like right up to us. You'll see the footage, watch the footage. Totally amazing experience. It was my first awesome. Caribbean reef shark, your first shark. My first shark. I, I tell you what, I already liked Caribbean reef sharks. They have moved so far up my favorite shark list. They are just beautiful sharks. Beautiful sharks. So that was totally cool. But since that, um, since the current was so strong, even at the end of the dive, it was strong again. Instead of going to where we were going to go, I think they went to this place called Sandy Bottom, which was, it was all right. But um, it was, it was basically a Sandy Bottom. Yeah, we didn't see a lot there, which was okay because we forgot to bring the extra GoPro batteries. Yeah, so we, so didn't, we didn't we didn't film that dive. Nope. But, but what was it? the only thing that we saw there that we didn't see before was I think we saw a trumpet fish there. We saw one trumpet fish. And we saw a couple lobsters. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, the fish were all the same and like it wasn't as pretty as the coral reef now the good part of this for us is because we were not focused on filming we didn't have the camera rig in our hands for me i think for you too kimbra it really gave me a chance to um, just focus on the dive and working on what's called my trim which is kind of keeping my set my body trim and in line and also watching my buoyancy and making sure that i'm horizontal in the water you know, I try and work on that all the time, but it was so much easier to work on that without thinking about the camera and the camera being in my hands. And it really gave me a good experience with just um, with just kind of working on my dive skills. So I, I think it was great for that. So we enjoyed yeah, the it dive. Was, it, it was really good. I haven't dove without a camera in my hand. Right. Because I got certified well, and you then did, we... you did on your certification. Well, there. yeah, but those weren't... Though I wasn't like diving for fun, those right. were diving for Your skills and all that. Yeah. So other than, well, I guess when we went to LinkedIn and I didn't film either, but that was different. Either way, this was my first dive where I got to like really focus on everything else. It was great. It was so good. I almost thought maybe I shouldn't film all the time when I dive, but if I had seen that Caribbean reef shark and not had my camera. I would still be crying about it. So um, I think I just need to build my skills and, you know, get to a point where I have that same amount of control with the camera, um, which I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, I've been certified a long time, but I haven't, I've always dove very sporadically and spread out over many times over years. And now that Kimber is certified, um, I've gone on like, how many dives have we done together? Well, I've done 10 now. No. No. I've done we've seven. Done, I've done 17 now, and that's including my certification dives. We've we've done 12 dives together. We've done we've done 12 dives 12? together. Yeah. I got them right here in my log. 
That doesn't we sound did, right. We did seven on this trip. We did one at Spanish Rocks. We did three at Lake Denton. And we did one in Grand Cayman. So that's actually... And we did well, one at yeah. the aquarium. Oh, well, I don't have that one on here. That's right. So 13. Yeah. I was going to say, because I've been on 17, and four of those were certification. Yeah. So, there, okay. So there you go. So, so yeah. So that is making a huge difference in my skills. Even though I've been a diver since the 80s, um, my diving skills, I'm great with snorkeling. Like, that's my jam. But uh, diving is different. So uh, I... It's, it's really helping me a lot getting all these dives. And plus, it's diving, so it's awesome. Yeah. So then um, our next dive, well, okay, I guess we should get to at the end of that day. At the end of the dives, we get back about noon. Yep. And then I don't, I don't know what we did the rest we, of that day. We went down to Bahia Honda. Right. That's when we sort did of. that. <laughs> so we were going to go to Bahia Honda. We were going to go to this place called Sombrero Beach. And we were going to go to another place called the Horseshoe we did go to Sombrero Beach. We did go to Bahia Honda, but because it was further down, the visibility was awful. It was like you couldn't see anything. It was milk. And so we didn't really snorkel there. We no. didn't even get in the water at Sombrero. Uh, we got in the water at Bahia Honda, and it was it was terrible. And um, I know it's not like that all the time because a lot of people tell me about it. And we didn't even go to the other one because we were it, like, it's, yeah. it's going to be garbage. And um, yeah, but we went back by Robbie's on the way back. Yeah. And, and we got to feed the tarpon. Yeah. So check out that video as well. That'll be in the same video probably as the as the dives from that day. Uh, big tarpon. Somebody there said that there were usually even more tarpon. There were a lot of tarpon and Sharks swimming around. Yeah, big old there was, nurse was sharks. a real big nurse shark. So that was really cool. Um, and then after that, I guess what we headed back and and crashed. We headed back. Yeah, is that? What did we do for dinner that night? I don't remember. I don't either. We might have done fast food or yeah or something. But uh, but then then we're at Thursday. Yeah, Thursday we went to John Pennekamp in the morning and we wanted to do a snorkel trip that day because I really wanted to go to the Christ of the Abyss statue because that's what everybody talks about when they talk about going to Key Largo. So we went to John Pennekamp and booked a snorkel trip and then realized it wasn't going to go there, but that's okay (laughs) because we still wanted to do a snorkel trip off of a boat. Right. So, yeah, so we did that. They, um, yeah, they, they took us to a spot. It was, it was very different than where we were diving. It was way further inshore and uh, they had, they had been canceling all their snorkeling trips until that day. Um, so the visibility was, was great compared to what I'm used to in Tampa, but it was terrible for the keys and it, it was shallow. It was like maybe 10 foot visibility. I think they said, I mean, we were only in about five feet of water or less, and it was all soft corals. And um, I mean, it was all right. There, there were like teenage fish there, mostly. <laughs> teenage fish. And we saw that hi hat. We did, that little baby hi hat. It was, it was, was a really cool. cute little guy. I think it was a hi hat. We watched, have to watch the video to make sure. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was a baby hi hat, which is a fish. And uh, babies look really, really cute. Um, it was it was cool. It was a good experience. Um would have rather gone to a, a different reef, but 
you know, it, it was a good price for that trip. I think it was like what twenty eight ninety five or something like that. It was it was about thirty dollars each. Yeah, and then of course you got to pay to get in the park. So I had another four fifty per person. On yeah, there. but you know it was good, and the the guides on that one were really friendly. Um, we we realized we needed more GoPro batteries, which for some reason are nearly impossible to find in the keys. Uh, but he gave us a suggestion for a pit place in Isla Mirada and ended up we were able to get almost all the batteries we needed from there. Yeah. So I took off and we had that was the night we did our night dive. So yes. we got back from the snorkel trip about four thirty ish. Close to four thirty by the time we got back to the hotel. And then we had to check in for our night dive at six forty five. Right. So we had to transfer all the footage. Matt Matt was at the hotel getting everything set up, and I took off in for a 25-minute drive down to this <laughs> this shop to get the extra GoPro batteries for the next day. Yep. I had to get our flashlights charged, which they had been charged, but they lost charge, I guess. I had to get the GoPros going and... Um, and to pack up all of our stuff. Pa- yeah, pack our dive gear up for the, for the next dive because we had soaked it. It was sitting out... But I, we got it done. We worked as a team. We got it done. We went out on the night dive, which went to the Benwood, which the guy on the snorkel boat was like, you're going to see turtles. So we were both really excited about it. It was Kimber's first night dive, first one I've done in years. And uh, we went out and we had a dive guide. Sort that, of. Sort of. That was, we were supposed to have a dive guide. The Benwood, we went to the Benwood wreck, which is um, which is a, a World War II era well, actually, I think it was built in 1910, but it, around 1944, 40, I, it was during World War II. It was before the end of World War II. It was just a merchant marine vessel, and it was it was carrying some phosphate from Tampa over to Virginia or someplace on the on the East Coast, and they were they were sailing lights out because there was rumors of Nazi submarines in the water, and there was another boat called the Tuttle, I think. Uh, I have to look at I'll, I'll get the details right in the video. And they were both sailing lights out. They signaled, but neither of them saw the other signal. And they ended up hitting the um, Benwood hit the other one. And the other one was okay, but the Benwood tried to make it to, to shore, took on too much water, and sank. And so that's the wreck. It sits in about 25 to 45 feet of water. And um, it that was our night dive. So... We, we get in the water. We're supposed to have a guide. Uh, but we get in the water, and we were, we were taking a little bit of time to, to get ready to go under the water. And our guide just took off <laughs> without us. Didn't wait for us. And now we're in dark water. We kind of know the direction we're supposed to go, but we're not sitting on top of the wreck. We're off the wreck. So we Don't were, worry, Mom. We were fine. Yeah, we, we survived. So we're like, okay, you know, I guess there were still some people with lights around us. So we kind of just went in the general direction. Um, Eventually we got to the wreck and then, you know, you could see like lights of other divers. The visibility wasn't great. They said it's hard to say what it was because it was dark. So you have the flashlight, you know, limitation, but you can see lights far off in the distance, but they're hazy. So you can't see them all over the wreck. So we're kind of swimming around the side of the wreck and um, we get to a point 
where we don't see any other lights. <laughs> and you kind of freaked out a little bit. A little bit, just because I, I you can't see anything. It's dark. And because we hadn't dove in that location before, like, I don't know what the wreck looks like. So I guess as long as we were following the, the boat, we were okay. But I just didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, I, I wasn't 100% comfortable either, to be honest. I was a little concerned because I knew we were going to be okay because we were by the wreck. So I knew we weren't like, you know, at first when we didn't see the wreck, I was like, uh, are we swimming out to open ocean here? What's going on? Once we saw the wreck, I was okay. But I'm like, when we come up... I don't know where the boat is. I can't see the boat anywhere. So I don't want to come up like way off of the boat and have to swim all the way over. So I was a little worried about that, but we turned around at that point and we started swimming over. We saw lights and then we just made sure that we kind of stayed where we could see other people's lights the rest of the time. And then I started to recognize some of the spots where we first came to when we started the dive and then I was, and then I knew we were, we were good. We were fine. So then we got comfortable, but even though this dive had a little bit of stress, we handled it well. We didn't panic. We saw some cool stuff. Lots of huge parrots, parrot fish, not birds sleeping. It so was, they, they're all tucked in like a little parrotfish hotel. It was, it, it would kind of look like that too, because there were like spots on the ship that were kind of like sectioned off. Like, it kind of looked like each parrot was kind of sitting in its own little room. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, so the first one I saw, because we get to this section that's like that, I see this huge parrot, and um, I have to even watch the video to remember what kind it was. I don't know if it was either a blue or might have been a, a different one. But anyway, I see this big parrot, and I'm like, oh, I got to get Kimber's attention. So I turn around, and she's like behind me a little bit, but she's looking a totally different way. I'm like, what is she doing? And then she starts wagging her light around in a circle. And I'm like, okay, she sees something over there. So I go over there. And sure enough, she has found a sea turtle. Yes. A big green sea turtle. It was amazing. Super cool. Super cool. So we got some good video of that and, uh, and, and hung out with that turtle for a little bit. And then we continued on on the wreck. And then... Right before we were about done with the dive, it was towards, towards the end, we got another visit. From a baby nurse shark. Which we don't... Okay, so we got to watch the video. Kimber thinks the nurse shark was about what? About three feet. About three feet? Oh, I thought you were thought it was like two feet. No, I think it was probably about three feet. Okay, I, I think it's probably closer to four feet. So... I, we don't know how big this nurse shark was. It wasn't big, though. It was, it was little. It was a pretty baby shark. But uh, do, 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 do. anyway, um, that was cool. So we got to see shark. We saw a lobster, two. too. Yeah, we saw some lobsters. And lots of big parrotfish, though. Yeah, huge parrots. Really big parrots. And then, um, yeah, so that was cool. So we went up, and our dive guide never gave me eye contact the rest of the boat trip. And it's our only negative experience, the Rainbow Reef, was this one dive guide. I don't know if we just miscommunicated or what, but I feel like he should have waited for us. But other than that, we had amazing dive guides, and the people at Rainbow Reef were super, super cool. I would definitely dive with them again over and over. So we went back, took the boat back, and I think we, we went to sleep, right? We Yeah, it. well... 
What did we have? Why can't I remember dinners? What did we have for dinner? Um, I think we ate cheese and crackers or fast food before that. I don't think oh, we right. ate we anything grabbed, when we got back. That's right. Because after the snorkel, we ran to McDonald's. Yeah. Because we right. wanted to make sure to eat. And then we had cheese and crackers that night. Yeah. So okay. we, were, we were being a little thrifty with the food at times. And then we ate some really good food at other times, which is what we intended to do. And we actually did that. So Yeah, we did. I think we did really good for our food. We did. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's the morning that we had Mrs. Mac's Kitchen. Ah, okay. That's that's the place everybody we talked to recommended this place for breakfast. And we know why. It was really good. It was great And the breakfast. service was really good. Service. We had a lot of really good service. A lot of friendly people in the Keys. Um, yeah, we had a lot of really good experiences, customer service experiences in the Keys. So we were very happy with that. And this Mrs. Max was was really good as well. Pretty good biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And it was a lot of food. It's The prices at Mrs. Max are a little higher than Doc's, but you get a ton of food. Yeah, we didn't so, even finish it, I don't think. Fear not. And it wasn't outrageous prices. It was just a little bit higher. And Doc's is really good prices. So, yeah. Um, like this morning we ate at Doc's, and I got like a, I don't know, it was like a three-egg huge omelet thing with hash browns and toast. It was like eight ninety nine. I couldn't even finish it. It was so much food. It was big. So, yeah. So that was... Thursday, and then Friday was our marathon diving day. Four dives. Two dive trips, four dives. 7.45 in the morning. That's when our morning trips left. So we had to get up early, pack our gear, get everything set, get out on the get out to where the boat meets. And we get on the boat. We go to the dive. First dive that day was uh, called North Star on molasses reef and um it was good it was a good dive i I don't remember is that the one we saw no no who's the next one was there anything that stood out on north star um i don't think there was anything spectacular i mean it was a great great dive um but i can't think of anything out of this world yeah, nothing, nothing really, really stands out. Then we went back to Hole in the Wall, uh-huh. which was interesting because we didn't go through the Hole in the Wall, um, and but there was no current really. Not, we not did much go through the one. Hole in the Wall. Did we? Oh yeah, we yes. did, didn't we? I forgot. We did go through. The, disregard that. Um, but we didn't do it in the same order. We like put down in a different spot or something. Yeah, we actually we were put down in a similar spot to where we went through the other one. Because there was that big machine thing. Yes. Right yes. there at the beginning of, that uh, was towards the middle end of the first dive and at the beginning of the second dive. Yeah. Our dive guide on this one. So our dive guide on the first dive. His name was Bob. Was Bob. Not the one that left us behind. I, we don't even know what his name was. But um, Bob was great. Bob was nice. He, he had a pretty big gr- crew of divers going with him. Our dive guide on these dives was Jen, who was deaf. She was amazing. She was great. Uh, she um and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she she was real funny when you know obviously she can't hear us talk and we're all wearing masks so we she can't see us talk either. But when she was kind of explaining like like how to tell it's her, she has this hood, a frog hood that's got these really <laughs> big eyes on it and these really 
bright, colorful pants, and she like goes. Were Star around. Wars pants? Were they? Yeah, they I had Star Wars stuff. That's all awesome. Yeah, so she was like going around. And she's like smiling, thumbs up, you know, cool, whatever. It was. She was awesome. She, I could tell that she was going to be a fun guide. And she was. And I thoroughly believe that people who are fluent in ASL have an advantage over other divers. I was thinking that too. Yeah, because that's literally how you communicate right. underwater. So out of the water, with I'm sure without masks, it's probably not even noticeable. But with the mask on, she can't read lips if you can't see them. So... It was hard. It's probably it's probably harder for her. She did it really a really good job of communicating, but in the water, she was awesome. Yeah. And in and on the boat, she was great too. I don't mean that she wasn't, but yeah. But she was she just was a lot of fun. She was really fun. She liked found some damsels and played with the damsels a little bit, and they chased her around. She she was really good at pointing out fun cool yes. things. Yes. That eel. She showed us that eel. And making sure everybody saw. Saw yes. it too. She yes. did a really good job with that. So kudos to Jen. Amazing um, dive guide. And then we went to. Well, that's s- where we. Oh, that's where we saw. That's where we saw. The second sea turtle. Yes. A, a little, little green. little baby green sea turtle. No, not a baby baby, but like probably the shell was probably what? Maybe mm. two feet. Two feet. Something like that. Yeah. So smaller than the other one. Baby to me. Because I'll, it was I'll call a it a little... teenager. Okay. Teen turtle. <laughs> Not a mutant or a ninja. Just a teen turtle. But a teenage turtle. Then yeah. we went to Snapper Reef. Well, you want to talk about our second... Like, that was our first set of dives. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was our first set of dives, yes. Um, and then we had, what, 45 minutes to yes. run back to the room, grab something to eat... Upload our footage. So we had room on the memory cards. We need to buy more memory cards. Switch out all of our batteries. <laughs> and then get back for yes. our next dives. Yes. We did it. We did it. And we were probably 30 minutes early. Yeah. Yeah. So then we so then we get on the next boat um, and we head back out and we go to, they said we we're going to back to Molasses Reef and we're like, oh, please don't take us to Hole in the Wall again. I mean, it's a cool spot, but... You know, we've already been there twice on this trip. They took us to this place called Snapper Reef. Uh, my camera did not record for the majority of it, which is really unfortunate because other than seeing the reef shark, this was our favorite dive. Yeah, this spot is amazing. If you go to Key Largo to dive, make sure you go to Snapper Ledge. Snapper Reef. Snapper Ledge. Oh, Snapper Oh, it is. This. I need to change that in my dive log. So Snapper Ledge... Uh, Luckily, Kimbra recorded, and her camera didn't. We almost, because of the battery situation, I almost said, well, just one of us will record. I'm so glad we didn't do that, because if we wouldn't have gotten footage from that dive, it would have been really unfortunate. It was an amazing spot. I think they should call it Trumpet Fish Grotto or something, or Trumpet Fish Ledge, because, yeah, there were a ton of snappers, but I see snappers everywhere. There were, there were trumpet fish like it was a band. Yeah, it was insane. The get amount it? I've never Band seen trumpet. I get it. I get it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I've seen trumpet fish before. Usually, I see one, maybe two on a dive. They were everywhere. 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 It was outstanding. And what else did we see on this on this dive? Um, I saw a lot of honeycomb trunk fish. Yes, lots of trunk fish. We saw one balloon fish. Oh, oh, stingrays. Yes. 
Southern, my first stingray. Southern stingray and... A yellow stingray. So we got both of those on that one. I saw a barracuda. Yes. And we also saw, or I saw, and didn't get video of it, a juvenile, I think it was a, a juvenile um, trunk fish of, of some species. I'm not 100% sure which species yet, but uh, of course I didn't get any video of it. It is bright yellow with brown spots. Beautiful fish. Really small. And sadly, that's the that's the only sad thing that that I think we missed out on because I think everything else that I got on film, you got on film. I did get I spent a lot of time filming trump, trumpet fish, but um, the trumpet fish were cool. Yeah. There was also towards I think the middle endish of that dive when we were when all those snappers like it was like a wall of snappers. Yeah, you remember that part? Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Like so many. Yeah, it was it was super cool. Very, yeah. very cool. And then our last dive, we went to... Pickles Reef. Yep, Pickles Reef, which I have Pickle Reef. I need to plural, make that plural. Yeah, here. all the pickles. <laughs> and uh, what what was that one like? Um, that one was, was pretty cool. It wasn't like out of this world. Um, but one of the big things with that location is um, there's a lot of coral there from the... What is it? Coral Restoration Foundation. Yeah, so the staghorn coral. Yeah, is which there. was that was really cool. I got I got some film, um, some film, some footage of the some of the tagged coral. Yeah, which is um, which is neat. Yeah, and when we first got in, there was a really big stingray just laying there at the bottom, and our dive guide, who is Jennifer, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. So we had Jen and then Jenny, who was also great. She was phenomenal. Like, I really liked her a lot. She had a, like a Magis slate thing so she could write on it because communication underwater is obviously difficult. Um, so when she saw certain things, she would like write it on there and it was really cool. Um, but yeah, there's really big stingray and she actually laid in front of it for a while and it just sat there and they just stared at each other. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And then so she was pumping up, you're going to see sharks, you're going to see sharks, you're going to see sharks. At one point she wrote on the thing, she, all, all the sharks are hiding off the reef, WTF. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, man, we really want to see more sharks. Well, at the very end of the dive, we're kind of hanging out under the boat, just like killing some time. So I was looking time. under some ledges to see if there was anything hiding. And I looked up to see where Matt was to see if he was hanging out with me. And a big old nurse shark comes right at us. Yep. Swam right towards us, right past us. Like I was trying to figure out how to move out of the way because it was literally (laughs) coming at us. It was awesome. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. So another shark and all my dives I've seen snorkeling. I've seen different things. But in all my dives, I think I've only seen a nurse shark once. I saw black tip sharks once. And I've seen nurse sharks snorkeling, but that's it. So on this dive, on this dive trip, two nurse sharks, one reef shark. So that's, well, technically, that's a win. Sorry, I'm going to jump in. Uh, Friday morning, those two dives, each of those dives, there were... I saw like shark tails off in the distance. I couldn't tell like it was quick. Like by the time I saw the shark tail, 
it was gone, so I couldn't actually tell what it was. Um, I think, they, on I think each people, of those, people were saying I nurse. think they were nurse sharks. Yeah. Um, either way, sharks. Yeah. So it was great. So that was that. Was that. So then we're like, okay, it's, it's our last night. You know, we've got the rum. We've got the bar next to us. Um, but we want to get packed up. Our room is like a nightmare because we have not been very good about keeping things orderly, right? We're, we've been in such a hurry. Like we're in the room where we're like throwing things around, getting things together, and then boom, we're out the door. So we've got a mess and we got all this wet stuff and we need to rinse our scuba gear. So we're like, I'm, so I'm like, look, let's, let's get cleaned up. We need to go to Rainbow Reef so we can spin, spin their the wheel because you get to spin the wheel if you dive with them. And, we and, wanted to get some T-shirts. Right. And, and you actually spun and got $7 off T-shirts. Yeah. Which they gave us for both of our T-shirts, which was cool yeah. for them to do. And then we're like, well, all right, we want to eat a nice dinner. So we ended up going to um, La Casa Frijole. Senor. Senor Frijole. <laughs> The La Casa Frijoles, a place in St. Louis. I was going to uh, say. Senor Frijoles. And uh, it was good. It was good Mexican food. Yeah, it was good. And then we're like, okay, we're going to go back to the hotel. We're going to pack everything up. We're going to rinse our gear. And then we're going to go get some drinks and we're going to celebrate the night. So we got back to the hotel. It was probably about 7 o'clock. Kimber's like, I just, I just want to lay down for just a second. I'm like, all right, fine. So we lay down on the bed for a second. And we woke up this morning, this <laughs> is Saturday, eight. at 8 a.m. So our room was still a nightmare. We hadn't rinsed anything. Um, we decided to wait to rinse everything. We packed everything up, uh, got it all out to the car, checked out of the hotel. We went back to docks, had a breakfast, and then we drove, we drove home. Yeah. Going over the Tamiami Trail again. The Tamiami. And uh, we stopped at a a Miccosukee Indian Village. All that was open was a gift shop. Once again, super nice people. Um, We got ice cream. We did. Little like Snickers ice cream bar and you got a Choco Choco. Taco. Yep. I love Choco Tacos. And then we uh, we stopped at at the couple of boardwalks and... Saw a few alligators. Uh, your skink friend was nowhere no, to be Louis seen. No, Louie wasn't there anymore. <laughs> but but it was all good. So then we just got in the car and we headed back, got back home, and we've rinsed our gear. We've done some laundry. Like, we're we're on it today. So and now Decided to record the podcast yeah, so it comes out on time for you. Because I did not think that was going to happen. No, I didn't either. But here we are. And here is the podcast. So... Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We haven't done our cruise creature yet, but we're going to do that still, and then we'll wrap it up. So, what's our cruise creature, Kimber? A trumpet fish. <laughs> did you like that? I did like that. I thought you were doing the, the, the cruise creature sound to like to, as a filler, but we'll actually leave that in then. Well, yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> uh, it is a trumpet sound. Got it, got it. All right, so so yeah, so that is that is the cruise creature, and uh, basically, what do you know about the trumpet fish? Um, it's really interesting looking fish. It's long and has like a trumpet looking like nose, and that's about all I know. <laughs> I mean, really, 
I think one of the interesting things about trumpet fish is they are very closely related to seahorses. So if you look at a picture of a trumpet fish, they're kind of like oversized seahorses that have been sort of stretched out flat. That makes sense why their nose is kind of trumpet shaped because seahorses kind of look yeah. like that. Yeah. I never thought about that. So that's the trumpet fish. Now, one of the interesting things about the trumpet fish is how they swim. Now, when we saw them, I saw them doing two different methods of swimming. In the past, I've usually seen them doing one. But on this trip, a lot of times they were swimming horizontally. I saw a couple vertically. Yeah. So that's how I normally see them. Vertically, they blend in really well with like seagrasses or they blend in really well with like soft corals and stuff. So it's hard to see them. They have great camouflage. But uh, but what they were doing on this trip is they were kind of swimming horizontally and they were hanging with like the the um, grunts and the, and the snappers and stuff like that. So I saw them doing both on this trip, which is really interesting, probably because there were so many of them is why I saw them doing that. But basically, the other thing I want to say about them is that they are carnivorous fish. And so they'll basically their their attack strategy is they're ambush predators. They'll hang out, float in the water, wait for food to come by, and then they just <laughs> suck up their food really quickly. <laughs> so pretty cool. Um, but yeah, if you see them, they are the masters of buoyancy control. Yeah. Like they can just hang motionless in the water column and it's like they don't move unless they want to. Pretty cool fish. They are definitely cool fish. And I that's about all I have to say about trumpet fish, really. I don't have a lot of information to say about them. They are bony fish, which means that they're not like in the shark and ray group, but um but really but and just like seahorses. But yeah, really cool fish. And we thought they deserved our cruise creature because we saw so many. So you'll probably hear a little bit more about them in the vlogs. So make sure you watch the vlogs. Fantastic. Why did I forget what I was going to say? Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic Studios. Fantastic Studios. Thank you. <laughs> Too many Fantastics in my life. Fantastic Studios over on YouTube. Yeah. That was fun reliving the week. It was. It was really uh, quick reliving the week, too. We probably forgot stuff, so there's another reason to watch the vlogs because we'll remember it. We took some notes here and there, but you got the you got the short, short recap of it, which I know wasn't that short. I don't know how long we've been recording. Probably over an hour. Uh, it's worth it, though. Looks like an hour and 13 minutes or so. Oh, that's not too bad. All so, right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap things up. So we're going to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thanks for hanging out there at the end. Our Look, our bonus thing this week, uh, just kind of off the cuff, we're like, I don't know, what are we going to do for our little bonus at the end thing? I want to talk about our scuba gear.
Oh, yeah. Okay. And I know people that listen to the end might not care about that. But but here's the thing. We spent a lot of money on our scuba gear. Uh, we got top-of-the-line travel scuba gear. And, you know, since we bought it, I've I've had this kind of feeling in, in the back of my mind. Like, did we, you know, we could have got scuba gear for almost half the price of what we spent. And we didn't do that. We spent more money, and I, I'm like, did we need to do that? Should we have really done that? Well, I can tell you, after this trip, I am 100% confident that we made the right decision. Absolutely. Because not only is this scuba gear super comfortable, it's made by one of the highest quality companies, Scuba Pro. So the quality is there, the comfort is there, but the convenience, the way this packs up, I think we had a lot of diver envy. Yeah, that a lot of people talking it, about our our setup. Yeah, we had we had multiple people come up to us and say, "Wow, you've got everything that you need in that backpack." Right, a little bitty backpack. We took some pictures on the fantastic cruising community, and not only was it all compact that we could carry literally all of it on our back, like mask everything. The only thing that wasn't in that bag that I needed was my camera. And that probably could have fit in there. It probably could have. Um, we had our, our fins strapped to the back of it, but everything else is inside there uh, except for weights, but they give you the weights on the boat. So if we would have been diving from the beach, we'd have to get our own weights, but that could have been in the BC or, you know, it's pretty convenient. The other cool thing is, especially on these dive boats, you got to pack up fast if you've got a second dive. Oh, well, you got to switch over fast, which is switch over. But then you might have to pack up or unpack fast because the boat's going to start moving. It gets really difficult. We got our stuff packed up way quicker than anybody else on the boat, I think, in every single Well, and I, I packed up mine, then yours, and we were yeah. still done before yeah, everybody else. because she's like the master packer when it comes to this gear. So, yeah. So, I mean, and other people were still trying to stuff their BCs into their huge bags. And we're like, boom, we're ready to go. So um, it's just a little shout out. Scuba Pro Hydros. Pro. Pro. And um, yeah, great BC. It's expensive, but man. Worth I mean, it. Worth every single penny. Also, completely random. I didn't get burn on this trip. A whole week outside <laughs> and no burn. Oh, and we should we should have said this in the podcast. One of the cool things about Rainbow Reef is that they supply you with uh, r- truly reef safe sunscreen, and they they're very re- conscious of conscientious of the uh, conservation of the reefs, and also they're like, look, don't use your sunscreen if it's not reef safe. We have some for you to use. So it's not like don't use it. It's you're out of luck. We have some. Use ours, please. We care about our coral reefs. Yeah, it's uh, Stream to Shore. Is that what yep. it's called? Which was developed right here um, in Tampa Bay area. Yeah, it's and they have, like, they do the sunscreen, but they also have hand sanitizer, and they have defog, and they have, like, they have a whole line of stuff, and it's all, like, environmentally friendly. All right. That's all I got. Bye-bye.